people often talk about how to feel differently and how to do differently in life. But the key to any of that, you know, as is advertised uh, on social media, you know, everyone is talking about mindset, right? Mindset is a buzzword today. Um, It's a buzzword because everyone is posting about a mindset, but no, I feel like, um, and not criticizing everyone, anyone, um, people talk about, um, mindset obviously in a positive or beneficial way, but not those same people talking about it, posting about it on social media. Um, don't, I feel like there's not that much discussion, uh, regarding how, what that mindset consists of, right? Like, and I am talking about in the world of anything in finance, um, you know, in, in terms of career finance, uh, in terms of mental health in all these three example areas, for instance, um, there's a lot of discussion hashtagging going on about mindset. Therefore, it's a buzzword um, because those same people posting about it, you don't hear uh, as much content about what does that mindset specifically consist of, and how do you how do you once you have that mindset, how do you how 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 does that mindset how is it executed uh, to the point where it produces positive thoughts and behaviors. It's a mindset is a buzzword, therefore, in the sense that there's there's a lot of hashtagging about it, but the discussion about what that word means is not at all proportional to the extent of which you see it being hashtagged hashtagged around the internet. So mindset, unfortunately, is not a um is a buzzword, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because those people posting about it are exactly right. Mindset is one of the, it, it's the important, the most important tool you can have because your mind defines perception and your, per- how you perceive things impacts your mental and emotional state. Uh, and your mental emotional state obviously has a significant impact on what you do in life. And so, um, it's, you know, mindset and the reason I, it's, it's important to know that mindset is important because in the age of coronavirus pandemic, in the age of lockdown, in the age of co-occurring financial stress, um, in the age of, everyone wanting to, you know, seeing a certain body that they desire and wanting to achieve that body. Um, you know, in, in the age of just, um, you know, pandemic distress, financial distress, as well as, um, as well as in the age of basically everyone telling you how you should be, how you should live your life. Right. So I'm not saying that that we live in a gloomy age, but I am, articulating that we live in an age of pressure. We live in an age where there's either pressure around us due to a variety of environmental factors, uh, political economic factors, or we live in an age where there's a lot of pressure due to um, society, right? That's a big aspect of it. 
um, in an age where we are surrounded by certain pressures. You know, how you perceive things is everything. Um, how you perceive how you perceive where you're at in life, how you perceive your current situation uh, while you're being surrounded by these various pressures can literally make or break you, right? Like I don't, I'm pretty sure we all know that. I'm just kind of articulating what we already know to highlight why mindset isn't, to reiterate rather why mindset is important, Um, right? Because you can, you know, you could be, you know, whether you're actually sinking or swimming I'm not saying entirely because I'm going to be realistic, but to a large extent is dictated by how you perceive a, the situation you're around, you know, is it really that bad as you perceive it to be as well as B, how you perceive, uh, your ability to overcome that situation. Uh, can I, you know, am I able to take this on or not? And am I able to take this on in a way that, um, is equal, at least equal to, or greater than the pressures I'm surrounded by. Um, this is why mindset is important because how you perceive these things, how you perceive what's around you, as well as what's inside of you and how you perceive what's inside of you and what, you know, whether you have what it takes in comparison to what is around you. Um, that has an impact on how you feel, right? It has an imp. If you feel, if if you perceive that, um, if you can, if you perceive the the ratio of which you can overcome something compared to what you're surrounded by, right? If that's a if if the ratio is in your favor, um, you are going to have a better mental state than someone who um, who feels like they can overcome it to a lesser extent in comparison to the pressures that they're surrounded by. So mindset's extremely important because how you perceive things literally determines what your world is to you and how you feel. But there's not a lot of discussion, unfortunately, about what what does mindset consist of, right? It's It's unfortunate that the extent to which we hear about mindset by literally everybody uh, is, um, it, you know, we hear about it a lot. But if I were to ask you, what, what, what thoughts, what specific thoughts do you need for that particular mindset? What would your answer be? Right? Like, if I were to tell you, like, you know, even if you were to tell me, okay, it, the mindset that I'm talking about to achieve X goal consists of hard work, it consists of not, uh, it consists of not, um, giving up on yourself. It consists of, uh, you telling yourself that it will happen, all these things, right? I mean, in actuality, these thoughts are kind of vague. Hard work pays off. Um, I mean, that's more of an action rather, I mean, it's a thought, but it's, it's more of an action. And if I'm talking about mindset, I'm talking specifically about thoughts because it's thought that produces action, right? Humans are different than machines. You know, we need to, um, we need to be aware and we need to be realistic, right? We need to be realistic to the notion that yes, you have choices in life and yes, we can produce certain behaviors, but humans are rational 
individuals. We do not, we are, that's why we're different than machines. You know, if, if a therapist were to tell a machine how to feel better, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, like a lot of the times I feel like people compare um, human situations, uh, I mean, the solutions to human situations to, uh, to, to machines when we're not, we're completely different in the sense that if I, you know, a lot of the times people tell People tell humans, if you want to feel better, you want to do better in life, you have to do X, Y, and Z. No, it is not just about doing X, Y, and Z that will produce any result. It is not just doing X, Y, Z that will make you less depressed. It is not just X, Y, Z that will make you lose less weight. It is not just X, Y, Z that will help you achieve that career goal. Um, it, I mean... The thing is, is you need doing X, Y, Z is what you need to do in order to achieve X, Y, Z. But there's a part, a, an important part that precedes any of that action, which is, uh, w w w w that precedes any of that action. And that's your mindset before you can do, before you are even capable of doing X, Y, and Z, a certain mindset is necessary before you are capable of implementing whatever you have to do to get where you need to go. And what proof of this is, for example, compare two people or compare, I would say two addicts. I always use this example, two addicts, because addi overcoming addiction is one of the most life changing experiences you can, you know, anyone will ever be able to do. And overcoming addiction is one of the toughest challenges. So I am giving you a real, I'm, I am going to prove my point using a realistic example. Um, and I am going to prove you, I'm going, I'm going to prove to you why mindset. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, people say positive, but I would say po optimism is rational. Okay. And I'll explain that, you know, either in this segment or the next, but, um, you know, before, you know, before you do X, Y, and Z, you know, um, if you have a certain mindset, nat actions will naturally occur. Like actions will naturally occur if you have a certain mindset, which is why before you focus on how do I do X, Y, and Z? How do I, you know, do that? You know, how do I even be more productive? Well, you need a certain mindset to be productive. Um, you need a certain mindset to to uh, to produce certain results. So the example that I'm going to use is a realistic example um, in which I described to you one of the most toughest, one of the most difficult situations to overcome, um, as well as the, one of the most life-changing experiences, right? Overcoming and permanently overcoming an addiction or successfully managing an addiction is equivalent to, you know, it's equivalent. It's one of the greatest moments in your life. Um, it's, it's really equivalent to getting into the college of your dreams or whatnot, because it's that life changing. Um, we all know that, right? Like overcoming addiction, um, it can, it can move you from a point where you're homeless to a point where you're able to buy your own home. It can move you to a point in life where you are surrounded by enablers and toxic people to a point where you become independent and you are surrounded by like-minded, independent people who choose to take control of their lives, right? Overcoming addiction is incredibly powerful. So I'm going to use that example. We take two addicts. Um, one of the, and this is documented in research, by the way, right? Um, 
it, it's it's sad at this point, you know, this isn't really talked about, but I'm going to reiterate. That's why I'm here to reiterate what's very obvious, but not talked about. We compare two addicts. One of them, you know, um, let's say that they are, they are both addicted to the same degree. They both use a particular substance. Um, and by the way, addiction is not just limited to using substances. It's, um, it's, and I'm, I'm proof that, um, I was addicted to something. I don't know if I'll, um, be, you know, um, not this segment, but I do plan on going into that in later segments. I was, um, my addiction was not drug related or alcohol related in, in, in any way. Right. So you might be thinking, okay, well, what, what was the addiction? I, I will go into that in, in later segments. Cause, um, this segment is not in regards to my particular addiction. I just mentioned that to let you guys know that I'm not just using what's obvious, what's proven in research, but I am also using an example, which I have personal experience, um, about. So let's say we use two addicts in this example. Um, they are both, let's say they both abuse a particular substance every single day for 40, uh, 40 hours a week. They treat an addiction like their full-time job. Um, it's, it's hard, it's, it's hard for them to not be addicted, right? So they literally treat, you know, they're addicted to something eight hours a day, uh, you know, screw 40 hours a week. They're addicted to something eight hours a day, seven days a week. Um, let's say they've been using for at least three years. So they're both addicted to the same thing. They both, uh, abuse to the same frequency. Um, and therefore their level of addiction is equivalent. It's extreme. And both of these addicts are, uh, equivalently, um, extremely addicted to whatever they're addicted to. Now, sorry, hold on just a second. Okay. So now, um, they both, uh, you know, they both get to a point in life where push comes to shove and they want to, they want to not be addicted anymore, right? They want to not be addicted anymore. Um, and you hear a lot about in society about, okay, well, if you want to make a change in life, then you just do it. Like, no, you don't just do it. And here's why. Um, it like just, it's not sufficient. Um, because so one of them successfully, you know, one of them, you know, he, he follows the knucklehead talk, the conventional knucklehead talk of, hey, if you don't want to be addicted, then just don't abuse X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, if you want to, um, if you want a certain life in man, you just got to do something different. Or the other conventional knucklehead wisdom of, um, I don't know, you know, there's a bunch. Um, yeah, like, okay, let's, let's just go. He, you know, or, or yeah, the other, um, if man, if you have that urge, just push it away, just push it away, just, just ignore the urge, just ignore the urge if you have it. Right. Um, but, and so those are the only thing he focuses on. Those are the only mantras he focuses on. If you have an urge, just ignore it. If you want a different result in life, you have to simply do differently. Those are the only things he focuses on with, complete disregard to number one, to basically changing his thinking, 
right? With complete disregard to, um, you know, self-analyzing himself, which is necessary for growth and which is necessary to becoming that different person that you were trying to become. With complete disregard to, hey, maybe thinking about those triggers that lead him to addiction, like what are his stress triggers in the first place? And number two, what are, you know, how is he going to think about those stressors differently to the extent that he begins thinking about different solutions than addiction? Um, and how is he going to manage those stresses? You know, how is he going to, you know, how is he basically like, you know, he's thinking about, you know, he's following all these people that tell him to just ignore his urge when what he really should be doing is thinking about like, okay, you know, obviously, you know, an addiction took a significant part of your life, took up 56 hours, um, a week for three years. And, you know, it took a huge component. Obviously there's something going on in you. There's some, there's some thoughts in your head that lead you to addiction, right? So if you don't, right. And, and these people telling him, if you want to do differently, or if you want a different outcome, just do differently. He's not going to be able to do differently as long as he thinks the same, right? He's not going to be able to do differently as long as he perceives those stressors as like the the worst things in the world that can literally that have the ability to break him. If he still thinks about those stress, if he still thinks if he's in a position where he uh still thinks that he it, he doesn't have the ability to face his stressors, you know, He's, it's hard, it's not, it's, it's kind of hard to see how he's not going to go down to the road of addiction. Or if he is going to think the same, meaning that if he's surrounded by stressors, but he is still going, he's, he still feels powerless in comparison to those stressors. He, he's, you know, he doesn't know how to manage those stressors. If he doesn't know how to manage those stressors and if he still feels powerless to those stressors, nothing in him, nothing in this individual has changed. Therefore, he cannot do differently. Um, and then if in compare, you know, it's hard to see how he can really, I mean, be a successful addict in the long term if he is still the same person. Now, compare it to the individual who successfully, um, you know, now compared to the individual who wants to stop, but realizing that wanting to stop requires being a different person. Doing differently requires being a different person, right? If, if we want, if, 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 even if we want to go with the logic that humans, the conventional logic that tries to tell us humans are machines that, oh man, if you simply do differently, you'll have a different result. Yeah, it's that easy, right? If we want to act like we're machines, then if if a machine wants to, if it, you know, if a Tesla, if a machine wants to perform at a at a completely different level than it ever has been, it has to be a different machine. Because why else do you see different Teslas? Why else do you see different iPhones? Why did iPhone 8 do what iPhone 1 couldn't do? 
producing astronomically different results requires being a different beast. Being a different beast requires having a different mindset. And it is when you are a different beast that you can produce different results. But in order to become that beast, you have to have a certain mindset. So, for example, so now look, let's look at the case of the other addict. He realizes, you know, he wants to stop, but um, let's say fast forward six years, you know, he, he makes a decision to want to stop, but he realizes that, okay, hey, if I am trying to achieve a different result, then I've got to, I've got to be a, you know, I've got to think differently, right? Because it's my thinking, my behavior that leads me to producing a certain action. So if I am going to think the same way about a lot of things in my life, like stress, stressors and stuff, if I'm going to think, have the same mindset about what stresses me out, if I'm going to have the same mindset about how I'm, you know, what I think is the appropriate solution to my stressors, I'm not going to have a different behavior about how I respond to my stressors, right? That's the logic. So realizing this, the second addict says, okay, well, I am not going to, you know, it's, it's hard to see how I am going to be able to respond to my stressors differently if I continue to think about the same way. Realizing this wisdom he begins to think about how do I, first of all, how do I, how do I begin to think about my stressors differently? And number two, how do I begin to think about my reaction to that stress differently? That's what he begins to do. So now, so he realized what he needs to do is he needs to think about his stresses differently as well as how he um, analyzes uh, his appropriate solutions to those stressors. Then he begins working. He really begins working on how to think about those stressors differently, how to manage them differently. He be and the only way to work on that is literally by perceiving it, it's by changing your perception, right? It's by changing your, it's how you perceive the, the stressors differently, number one. Because if you think you're completely overpowered by these stressors, you are saying that the stress, there's nothing in your life other than these stressors, which, you know, it's, 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 um, it's why a lot of addicts go down addiction to begin with, because they feel overpowered, number one. They feel completely overpowered. They don't see anything else other than their challenges. Because if you did see something other than your challenges, you would be able to get out. If you, you know, you wouldn't, you would go pursue whatever that option is if you literally saw in other options available to you other than your stressors. But they don't, right? So he has to begin changing, number one, about, he has to begin realizing that he is not powerless and he is not victim to his stressors. Number two, he has to realize that even if he does feel overpowered at times, um, there are the solutions to feeling overpowered are not resorting to something that permanently distracts you. 
i.e. addict, you know, being addicted to food, spending all day, you know, shopping, spending all day, smoking, spending all day drinking. When you feel overpowered, he has to realize that there's a, there's an appropriate way to respond to that. Um, and if you don't engage in that appropriate response, you are being, it is at that moment that you are being overpowered. So he has to realize that he has to realize, you know, he has to think about, okay, why do I feel to begin with? Why am I feeling overpowered? Why do I feel like these, these environmental factors and these stressors are greater than, um, are greater than the action I can take to overcome them, right? Why do, why do I feel that overpowered to begin with? What, you know, how am I perceiving the situation around me? Am I overthinking it? Am I, you know, am I thinking it's more negative than it actually is? You know, and if so, then that requires changing that I no longer see those situations as permanent, permanently negative, that I no longer see those situations as something that can permanently stop me. That requires a different mindset. And when he focuses on those things, he becomes a, a drug, you know, he becomes someone who has overcome addiction. And you don't, if you don't want to believe me, you, you don't want to believe this example, you don't have to, right? Because facts don't require validation. Look at the research, look at any TED talk about an addict who has successfully overcome their addiction. They will tell you that what separates, they will, I will say they will tell you and the research will show you that what separates Addicts who are number one, a successful from those who are not in overcoming addiction, as well as addicts who are, um, addicts who are successful at overcoming their addiction in the long term compared to those who are not. The difference is that the, the addicts who are successful, number one, they did it for themselves. They made that change, not for their family, not for anyone. They had to do it for themselves. Number two, what separates them is the fact that they put in the work necessary to overcome the addiction. Um, they, they had to change how they thought. They had to change their thinking to overcome their addiction because it's the thinking that led them down to the behavior of addiction. It's their thinking that led them to, you know, it is the simple thought, you know, that and you don't we don't have this isn't rocket science it's literally the simple thought what leads someone to engaging in a certain behavior is thinking that it's justified you are not going to pursue addiction if you don't think that it's somehow justified if you don't think that it's somehow okay if you don't think that it's somehow the appropriate response to whatever is happening in your life it is the simple thought that okay it is okay for me to be an addict like even though Addicts aren't proud of being addicts. I'm not saying that, but is the simple thought that I see addiction as an appropriate response in this moment. And therefore I am going to pursue that in this very moment that leads them to addicting and abusing. Therefore, in order to no longer be an addict, they have to realize that being addicted to whatever I'm addicted to 
whether it's, and this, I'm talking about this because this applies to all of us, whether it's social media, right? It, it, it's same, um, same shit, different antidote. We can all be addicted to something. In fact, we all are. If we're not addicted to drugs, if we're not addicted to video games, if we're not addicted to, you know, a sexual material, a lot of us are addicted to social media and negative thoughts, negative thoughts and social media that occupy our time for hours on end in a counterproductive way. So, um, you know, in order to realize that this particular addiction is not, you know, but, um, in order to realize that this addiction is not an appropriate response to, um, whatever I'm going through and that this, you know, doing, engaging in this particular behavior, you know, um, smoking cigarettes, which are extremely detrimental to my lungs, which will destroy my lungs, which is really bad for my health. Uh, you know, doing this for hours on end every single day, I have to realize that that's not okay in order to not engage in that. That's what it takes to stop being an addict. And to realize that and, you know, to change your thinking requires understanding why thinking about addiction, you know, why under really understanding why addiction is not um, the appropriate response to whatever's happening. Uh, and it also requires analyzing the thoughts that lead you to, to addiction and changing those thoughts, right? And get, um, you know, how does a, a, uh, domestic violence abuser go to not abusing anyone anymore? He has to change his mentality that, um, it's that he has to change his mentality that from it's okay to hit people to it's not okay to hit people to change, to, to produce different behaviors in life. You have to have a different mindset, which is why, any addict will tell you and any research will show you that what separates successful addicts in the long term versus those who are only successful at overcoming their addictions in the immediate short term are is the fact that the the former category the ones who are successful in the long term really focused on changing their thinking, really focused on not just ignoring the urges, but confronting the challenges in their life and thinking about them in a different way, right? That's literally, if you do that, think, you know, you think about how much power you already gain and think about, and therefore you can go from feeling powerless to powerful. I mean, that's just one example of why changing your thought is really important. Um, yeah, that's another example of how focusing on your mindset literally changes your mental state. Focusing your mindset is what therapy should focus on. How do you literally change your thoughts uh, to the point? And that's what produces different mental states, right? Negative mental states produce negative, uh, negative thoughts produce negative mental states. Positive mental thoughts produce positive mental states, but how do you go from negative thinking to positive thinking? That is what no, no one on social media really, I mean, there are gems who talk about that, but that is why, that is what 
the majority of people who hashtag mindset don't teach. How do you go from negative thinking to positive thinking uh, in different realms of your life? You know, whether it's overcoming career, whether it's overcoming how you view yourself, overcoming negative self-talk, and whether it's um, whether it is overcoming what uh, what you have been told by others. How do you go from telling yourself negative thoughts, from being told negative thoughts, to being able to look at yourself in the mirror and think about yourself positively when it's just you and no one else? How do you go from focusing on the negative thoughts other people tell you to 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 not focusing on that and focusing on the positivity that's around you and the opportunity that's around you. What are the specific thoughts to do that, right? It's like a workout plan. Um, if I want to perform a certain workout, how do I go from walking to jogging or not walking, jogging? That's pretty simple. But if I want to perform a certain workout, right? Like how do I how do I do X, Y, Z exercises? Well, there's particular steps involved. There's particular, it's a workout. So therefore there's particular, um, you know, body steps required to go from positive to, or negative to positive thinking. Cause it's psycho, you know, this is all psychological steps are psychological, which is why no one really talks about them because everyone talks about having a positive mindset. No one tells you what thoughts are required to obtain that positive mindset in different areas of your life. And so, you know, like I said, in overcoming what other people say to you, what you tell yourself. Um, and these are just, you know, a few examples. That's something that my podcast is here to talk about. After overcoming six years of major depressive order, addictive behaviors, um, anxiety, and bipolar disorder, I am here to talk about, about how I've literally rewired my brain and how I've changed my mental state from not being able to get out of bed every day to feeling like my existence was extremely painful to, to not feeling that way a day in my life anymore. So that's what the rest of my segments will address. But going back to the, um, you know, the addiction, you know, I, I spelled it out pretty much right there that the, the, what separates the successful long-term addicts from the ones who are only successful in the short term are the fact that the former category focused on, um, they really had, they put in the, the mental work in necessary to overcome the addiction. They had to change their thoughts. They had to, you know, that's essentially what therapy is, right? They had to really work hard on therapy. They had to work hard on themselves. They had to work hard about how they perceived negative environments um, and how they, uh, and they also had to work hard about how to begin thinking about how to manage stressors differently in order to overcome addiction in the long term. And if you don't believe me, you don't have to, because like I said, facts don't require validation. Simply look up what separates long-term addicts from, or successful long-term addicts from those who are only successful in the short term. Um, and the research will tell you it, it, it required, um, serious psychological work and an important aspect of that difference was changing the way they thought because how you think changes your behavior, which is why the knucklehead talk, conventional knucklehead talk that everybody talks about, about, oh, if you just want a different result, all you have to do is do differently. 
is false. The addiction is a primary case of that. And no, it's not just an extreme isolated case because regardless of what I talked about addiction, because it's the most life-changing thing that can ever happen to you if you overcome it. And number two, it's something relatable to all of us. We might not be addicted to heroin. We might not be addicted to marijuana. But one thing that many people are addicted to are social media or what social media. They're addicted to um, listening to the pressures around them. They're addicted to the stresses of um, finance, you know, whether it's financial pressures, they're addicted. I'm sorry, I'm going to rephrase. I am saying that, you know, we might not be addicted to heroin and dopamine, but one thing a lot of people are addicted to is negative self-talk um, or social media. But a lot of people are beginning not to use social media. And a lot of people, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people who don't use social media, but a lot of people are, I feel like are, there are more people in this world who think neg- negatively about themselves, like than think positively about themselves. A lot of people are addicted to negative self-talk. Or, um, or it could just be anything, right? Video games, people are addicted to retail therapy. People are addicted to gossip. The thing is, is I'm not saying that you, any, I'm not even saying that any of you guys are addicts. I'm just, the conclusion I'm trying to make here is that we all have areas of our life where we're trying to change. We're all, we all have areas in our life. We all realize that we there are negative habits in our life that we want to change. Um, so no matter what that negative habit is, there's a certain, there's a certain, there are certain things that are required to actually no longer engage in those negative habits. You know, you know, whether it's, even if it's like spending all day overthinking, right? You have to have a certain thought pattern to the, that leads you to not overthinking, for example. So, why did I talk about addiction? Because it was a case where I, you know, where, um, I showed it, you know, basically how people who are trying to make a, people who are trying to overcome negative habits in their life overcame them. And what separated them from overcoming negative habits in their life versus those who were not as successful in doing so were that, um, they had to change who they are. They had to change themselves. They had to change their thinking to a certain degree, if not to a major degree. So no matter, you don't have to be addicted to heroin or dopamine to make the life changing, um, to make the life changes that a former heroin or marijuana addict had to make. You simply have to put the same work in, which is that if you are trying to, even if your negative habits aren't being addicted to marijuana, um, you might spend your day overthinking. You might spend your day talking down on yourself. Um, you know, whatever the negative feedback loop is and whatever the negative habit it is, it doesn't have to be marijuana or heroin. It just has to be a negative habit that is significantly impacting your life. And no matter what that negative habit is, in order to um, not produce that same habit, it requires having a different mindset, right? Um, that's 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 the only reason I talked about addiction. 
to show what separates people who have successfully overcome their habits from those who weren't as successful in doing so. So in this podcast, you know, that's, um, I, I talk about literally how to change your thinking. Um, uh, and I talk about it in the aspects of if you're trying to achieve a goal, if you're trying to, um, think more positively about yourself when you are by yourself and as well as how to, um, how to not be drowned by the negativity around you, whether it's, uh, stressors or whether it's what other people tell you. So, um, those are just, um, a few things, you know, those are just, um, a few things regarding the, uh, regarding, uh, the areas of which I talk about changing your thoughts in regards to, um, and, um, and to end, I will just say that mindset is extremely important because humans are not machines. Um, humans are rational beings. Machines are not. Machines are automated. Machines are, uh, machines are automated programs. Humans are rational beings, which means that we do not engage in a particular interest if we don't think it's in our best interest or if we don't think it's rational. Even if we know that something might be destructive, um, or even if we know that something isn't considered good by society, we can still view that thing as a rational choice, right? If society doesn't think that being an addict is good, like we all know that there's some, we all know that it's not necessarily good, but we engage in it because we think that it's the most rational thing to do in the moment, right? Which is why a lot of bad habits are motivated by immediate urges. We think that the immediate urge that we're feeling right now, um, and the solution, you know, and the particular thing that we think is a solution, i.e. a bad habit or addiction, we think that that's the most rational way to deal with whatever we're dealing with right now. Um, as opposed to, for example, um, you know, dealing with, dealing with it another way. So we do things, even bad habits, because we think that they're rational to do. We don't necessarily feel proud about it. We don't necessarily think they're good, but we think that it's the most rational thing to do in the immediate moment. Um, humans are most motivated by rationality, right? So that's what distinguishes us from machines. Machines are not motivated by rationality. They're motivated by what they're programmed to do. A computer, even if it has a disease, will motivate it by what it's programmed to do. Why? If its motherboard is giving it a certain signal, it will produce a certain result that is uh, proportionate to whatever its mother, whatever signal it's getting from its mother motherboard. Yeah, that's kind of equivalent to humans. If we feel like too stressed, it might, you know, might re- lead us to to a uh, to a, um, a different result than if we would otherwise not be overloaded with stress. But I mean. Humans, um, humans think about in terms of rationality, right? Like humans, we do go, uh, we do engage it. We don't, we don't do, humans don't do things that don't make sense to them. If we don't think it makes sense, we won't do it. If we don't think addiction doesn't make sense in our lives, we won't do it. Which is why in order for addicts, successful addicts to have overcome their addiction, they had to think about and realize why addiction didn't make sense with uh, with their life. That's what led them to stop. If we don't see a particular behavior as something that fits our life, we won't do it. Machines 
On the other hand, all you have to do is press a button and it will produce a certain behavior. Press a button, press a button, press a button. It will produce the same behavior that corresponds to that particular button. But humans are different because if you press a certain button on a human, it does not always produce the same behavior. If you press the button of overloaded with stress on a human, it won't always produce the same behavior, right? That's the difference between addicts, um, people who have overcome their addiction and people who haven't. Um, the thing is, is a successful addict is a person who could be overloaded with the same amount of stress, but they don't produce the same behavior of addiction. They deal with it in a different way. So, you know, and I, you know, we don't have to talk about addicts to see this. You can see this in your own life. If you produce, um, you know, think about it. Like when you were younger, you may have dealt with something differently than when you were older. And, we, we all, you know, we're human. So we, we've all dealt with growth in our life, right? I'm sure that not, not with everything, but I'm sure that there are some things that you can identify either in your own life or, um, in the lives of others where, you know, you or them may feel a certain, the same way as y'all did before, but you no longer respond to that in the same way. Right. Um, this is not, this is, this this is very common where we feel the same way, but due to age, wisdom, or greater life experience, we 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 don't respond to that same feeling in the same way. Which is why humans and machines are different. Humans, if you press the same button, you won't always get the same result. You can feel the same way, but deal with that feeling using a utilizing a different behavior or response. And the reason being, and the reason is that humans are rational machines, you know, you can't really say that they are just rational. I mean, you can't really say that you can't, you can't really say that for machines. The reasons humans can, you know, have, have grown and the reason the same person can, can feel the same way about something, but produce a different action or reaction is because they're rational. They've, they have wisdom. They have, they've gained wisdom about whatever they're feeling and they've gained wisdom about how to respond to it differently, right? Like we respond differently now to a lot of things that we, than we may have done before because we've learned something. It's because of something rational, but a machine, if you, if you press the same button, you won't, you won't get the same um, you will, you won't get, you will always get the same output for a machine. For a machine, if you want to press a certain button, but get a different result, you have to create an entirely different machine. So humans and machines are different. You cannot just say that a certain, oh, to do differently or to, to have us to do differently, man, all you have to do is just do differently. No, to do differently, you have to think differently. What caused you to do, um, to, to, to do something differently before, uh, what caused you to do something differently now in comparison to before, despite you feeling the same way now than you did before? It was simply, you think about the situation differently. You became wiser. You gained knowledge. That's what led you. That's what, that's what has allowed you to respond to the same feeling or respond to the same stressor, respond to the same person, respond to the same environment differently and in a more productive way because you've thought differently about it. You've 
you've learned something. So that's why humans and are you can't just compare in machines. It's um, because uh, in humans, often it requires a different mindset to produce a different action instead of just doing differently. So um, humans and machines are different. Because for humans to do differently, we have to think differently about whatever situation we're in. Whereas with a machine, uh, in order to do differently, the machine just simply has to do differently. It doesn't have to think differently. Machines don't think, right? In order for the machine to do differently, all it has to do, all that has to be done is simply press a different button. That's that is a that's an action that doesn't require any thought but for a human you know i just gave a variety of examples where to do differently it requires thinking differently not just doing differently um because humans are rational beings we're thoughtful beings so yes results are important actions are important but I am not here to say that in order to achieve XYZ, in order to do XYZ, that you it, that doesn't require any particular action uh, on your behalf. No, that is not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying is that in order to do XYZ, like in order to accomplish XYZ, you have to do XYZ. But in order to do XYZ, to be able to do XYZ, you have to think differently, right? In order to lose weight, if you, um, you have to, uh, work out, but if you don't, if you view working out the same way as you did when you didn't want to try to lose weight, you're not going to lose weight because you're not going to do what it takes to lose weight. So like, if you're trying to lose weight, let's say you got to walk an hour, you have to walk an hour a day. Well, if you think the same way, if you perceive walking the same way, um, as you did when you really didn't want to try to lose weight, it's, you're not going to walk, right? To be able to, to walk and do, and therefore to be able to do what it takes to, uh, require to lose weight, it requires you perceiving that walk differently. It requires you perceiving that walk as a means to an end, as a way to lose weight rather than some boring task that's completely irrelevant to you. So, and that's not just with the simple example of losing weight. If I'm trying to achieve a career goal and if the, like, you know, if I, for example, am, um, trying to, I mean, I'm, um, if I am trying to, if I have to pass an exam to become a doctor, I have to study. I'm not saying I don't, but I am saying that. In order to study, in order to effectively study, effectively and successfully study for my exam, that requires having a different mindset about the way I study and how I view studying. Because what separates those who successfully study and what and who don't those and those well, what separates those from uh, from uh, from uh, people who do study versus those who don't to begin with is just the people who do study view it as um, something that is necessary to them, first of all. The people who don't study um, 
well, th- what separates the two categories is actually that the people who do study, they focus more on their future. The ones who don't focus more on their immediate, uh, their immediate environment. So the people who do study are the ones who place their, they, their future at the forefront of their minds rather than their immediate desires. Therefore, if I, even if I'm trying to achieve this big goal of becoming a doctor, um, you know, the people who do, who study versus those who don't are the, what separates those two is perception and mindset. It's, it's, it's how they perceive what's important to them. They perceive the future important to them versus their own immediate desires as important to them. That's what produces the different action of studying versus not studying. But, you know, a doc being coming a doctor is a, an incredible, you know, can be a, is a very arduous and difficult task, which is why, you know, in order to become a doctor, it requires not just studying, but effectively, skillfully, and successfully studying. And often we all know, right, what separates the kids who don't, who study, but who don't produce certain results versus those who do study and produce maybe um, those desired results. You know, a lot of it is mindset. You will hear the people who are most successful at studying whatever they're studying say that, you have to view studying, um, or even, you know, if I'm training to become an NFL athlete, you have to view that because everyone works out. Everyone studies every, like everyone, you know, everyone who's trying to compete in the NFL, they all play football. They all work out. Everyone who's trying to become a doctor, a lawyer, they all study, right? It's not like they don't, but the people who get to a certain level of that studying, the people who get to a certain level of with their workout, um, versus those who work out and don't get to that level versus those who study and don't get to that level studying again is mindset because the most what you'll hear the most successful athletes say the people who are most successful at studying say right all these people offering study advice on youtube who are making those kinds of grades that other people want what they're saying is that you know they viewed it as they have to they they personalized it they they didn't just view it as a stupid task that was boring and irrelevant they kind of enjoyed it to a certain degree that's what kept them engaged throughout the process and it is that engagement that led them to focus on the process of studying of working out um and it's when they were able to focus on that process that they were completely locked in and were able to dedicate themselves to it Right. So that's another example of how having a different mindset or how having a different result, not just studying, not just working out, but studying to beast mode level, studying or working out to beast mode level, it requires having a different mindset about it compared to those who, you know, compared to, to everyone else who studies, compared to everyone else who works out, um, so that is why um, this knucklehead, conventional knucklehead talk of if you just want different results, do differently is not enough. You have to focus on the mindset that leads you to produce those different results. And that's what we're here to talk about on that podcast, on this podcast, because if you want to 
see the word hashtag mindset, go on social media, go on, go on your favorite influencers page. But if you want to learn how to get that mindset, if you, in, in the areas of relationships, in the areas of how you view yourself, in the areas of career, if you want to, in the areas of, and, and very importantly, in the area of mental health, in the area of changing your mental state, from then, that, then stay tuned for the next segment where I talk about the different thoughts that are necessary to achieve that different mindset. Again, if you want to see the word hashtag mindset, go on social media. If you want to learn how to obtain a certain, how to obtain a different mindset, in the areas of relationships, in the areas of how you view yourself, and in the areas of career, and in the areas of changing your mental state and how you feel from a more from a negative one to one a, a mental state that's pos- more positive or at the very least neutral. Follow, then come then stay tuned for the next segments on that po- on this podcast because you are going to learn how to change your mindset from someone who has uh who feels, you know, when asked the question, how do you feel about yourself when you are by yourself? I feel positive. I feel I can answer that question positively. I, or at the very least, I feel neutral about it. I don't feel like I have a negative response to if people ask me, how do you feel yourself when you are by yourself? And, uh, but it took a lot of work for me to get to that level. And you're going to learn how to do that from someone who, you know, was told that she wasn't able, you know, she wasn't smart enough, how she got into an Ivy League school, how she, and when she decided not to go, how she later decided to pursue her own passion of studying political science and even excelled in that, um, and excelled in that in, uh, on, and, and excelled in that, you know, in a class full of pre-law students who are now in law school or at top law schools. Um, you're going to learn how to change your mindset in the, um, area of going from a more negative to a positive state from someone who has overcome six years worth of addiction, at least a decade's worth of major depression, um, six years worth of anxiety, six years worth of bipolar disorder. Uh, you're going to learn that from someone who has actually changed their mindset instead of just hashtagging about it. I encourage you to stay tuned to the next segment of the podcast because that is where I talk about the different thoughts that are you know, how to obtain those different mindsets and what thoughts are required to have that different mindset to be able to do differently and to be able to feel differently. And uh, they will be shorter. This kind of was just my, the first segment and was the, I wanted the introductory segment of why mindset is important, of why mindset produces different results. Uh, and importantly to tell you where to how to obtain that different mindset um instead of just hashtagging about a different mindset so i look forward to i I look forward to speaking to you guys